Talk with Sparks podcast show. All things considered, putting some sparks in your day and putting some sparks in your night. Talkwithsparks.com. Hello, I am your host, Jay Sparks, here at Talk With Sparks. And in this episode, our title is Sucker Punched by ESCD. Sucker Punched by ESCD. Now, for those of you who don't know what ESCD is, um, I'm going to tell you. It's end-stage kidney disease. End-stage kidney disease. And uh, what it is, is it's a deficiency in your kidneys. Well, it's um, it's a disabling um, disease and it's uh, crippling and it's um, I, I don't wish this on no one, no one. And uh, hopefully um, in this podcast, um, I'll be able to share my experience uh, with someone out there uh, that may be going through the same thing or may have just been diagnosed uh, with end-stage kidney disease. And I just want to give you my testimony, give you um, what I had gone through when I first heard about end-stage kidney disease. Um, It's not like I've been knowing about this all my life. I haven't. I was blindsided by kidney disease. Matter of fact, uh, thus the title sucker punched by kidney disease. What do I mean? Well, um, uh, several years ago, I'll say about, mm, uh, let's see, it's 2017 now. So about 2007, maybe 2006. 10 years ago, 10, 11 years ago, um, me, my wife and I uh, were doing where we were about to uh, do some routine uh, blood work uh, for insurance purposes, um, trying to uh, or trying to get life insurance and changing. Well, not get life insurance, but changing our uh, policy and things of that nature that required us to take a blood test and have labs drawn. So we, we did that. And, um, you know, I, I didn't think twice about, you know, any type of issue, any type of issue at all. I just <laughs> took the uh, blood <laughs> The blood test, uh, I don't even remember exactly what it was. I know they they took some blood, but I don't know if I... Yeah, I did give a urine sample. So I did that. I, I did a urine sample. I don't know what um, the labs were, meaning I don't know what, um, what were all uh, being... Um, uh, uh, screen for. I don't know what, I, I don't remember. Um, I, I'm better at this stuff now 
than I was back then, you know, uh, the insurance adjuster or whomever she was, there was a nurse, the insurance uh, company sent a nurse to our home and um, the nurse um, gave me a shot. I don't like needles. Even now, <laughs> 11 years later, I can't stand a needle. And I mean, as many needles as I've had in my arm, maybe I should qualify that because I don't want you thinking anything. But as many times as I've been to the doctor for blood work or the doctor have ordered routine blood work, um, you would think I would be used to that by now. No, <laughs> not yet. Not ever. So anyway, back to 2006 or 2007, I had the routine uh, blood work done. And, uh, you know, after I think it was about three or four weeks, I can't remember exactly. But, you know, my wife's report came back fine. Everything was good. But with me, they said that there was something um going on with my blood. And so they didn't act, actually tell me what they just denied me insurance. And so, um, I took it to my doctor and at the time, uh, my doctor, her name was, I guess I could tell you her name. She's in federal prison now. Maybe I shouldn't even say that. I, I, I don't know. I don't know the. Well, I mean, if she's in prison, I mean, that's the truth. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> so it's not alleged. Uh, but my doctor is in prison. Uh, just a little sidebar. She went to prison for um, not embezzlement. I think embezzlement was part of it. And um selling uh, medication under the guides of, and it's tell, terrible, I'm telling you this, and I'm telling you she was my doctor. <laughs> but I'm, I'm doing all of this for a purpose. I, I, I want you, I want those uh, that may be going through uh, something similar to what I am going through or what I've uh, experienced as a uh, ESCD patient, um, what I've gone through and what I'm going through. And if it helps you, um, well, um, my mission is accomplished. So um, Dr. Daniel, that's her name, Dr. Daniel. Um, and matter of fact, if you want to read more about her, you can go to my website, Talk with Sparks. Dot com and um, search a little bit and you'll find it. But at any rate, um, she went to prison, I think, for 13 years. So she's been there now for about three or four years. Uh, now, out of everything that she was accused of, uh, which was a lot, she, she was accused of a lot. I think she embezzled something like two or three million dollars or something like that. And she was selling medication, which wasn't really medication and selling false hope. 
two, which was kind of sad, but false hope to uh, dying people, you know, and getting, you know, their money and all their savings and whatnot. It, It was a sad, it was a sad day. But the thing about it is she never, every piece of information Dr. Daniel gave me, um, it was good, valid information. I, 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 as I look back on it and I think, okay, well, did she try and con me ever? And I remember a couple of conversations that we had that could have led to something like that. But I think she was looking at me. Oh, he don't, he ain't got no money. So, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and so I guess that, that time of me not having any money, it kind of helped my condition or my relationship with her from being what it was with a lot of other people. So anyway, uh, with uh, Dr. Daniel, um, I remember now we're we're talking about 10, 11 years ago when I took my uh, result from the insurance company to her and I told her that they denied me um, insurance because they said something about my blood work uh, wasn't right or wasn't good or something. So she looked at it. And so she went and she told me, you know, she uh, wrote up um, some uh, labs that she wanted me to have done. So I did that. And I came back about, uh, what was it? A couple of weeks. And so she told me that there was a protein in my urine and there's blood. I don't think she told me that there was blood at the time, but she told me that the, the, the protein level was high, you know? And at the time I didn't know what that meant. I'm like, okay. And so that's when she told me that I needed to uh, kind of keep my eyes on my kidneys. So I'm thinking, okay, So how do I keep my eyes on my kidneys? (laughs) You know, I mean, can I actually see them or matter of fact, at the time, I didn't even know what a kidney was Uh, in with my understanding of a kidney. I thought it was just the organ that allows you or enable you to urinate. And that's it. You know, and most people, that's what most people think even today, you know, that the kidney uh, with the kidney, it enables you to urinate. Well, that that's true. It, it does, you know, enable you to urinate, but it does so much more than just that. I mean, <laughs> the kidneys keep you warm. The kidneys keep your red blood cells high. The kidneys keep uh, infections down. The kidneys keep your equilibrium. The kidneys keep, I mean, so much that the kidneys, the job of the kidneys, you know, and I'm like, okay. And so she told me, 
she showed drew me a little diagram of the kidneys looked like a a, a bean uh, of some sort and she said you have two of them in your lower back and she showed me on my body physically where they were located and she said they were thin thinner than a piece of paper you know that's how thin they are but they're powerful they're strong you know and usually kidneys um the unfortunate the unfortunate uh thing about the kidney process when you have a problem with your kidneys they they're not loud meaning they don't scream at you they don't talk to you they don't you know uh give you indication that Houston we have a problem you know by the time that they do or you feel something it's it's usually too late um and and what you feel is back pain or you feel something in your lower back or maybe even in your side and it, it and it feels like if you could just get a massage or something a back rub uh, that pain would subside because it's not really debilitating to the scent, to the degree of you can't walk or you can't do anything but it's more or less um, annoying. It, it lets you know it's there. You know, it, it taps you, so to speak. You know, like, have you ever been in the line and, you know, someone taps you? Can you get that for me? I get, and you do it and somebody else tap you after the second, third time. You, you're kind of annoyed. I mean, leave me alone, would you please? <laughs> so uh, that's that's how the kidneys are, they, they kind of tap you, tap on you and annoy you. And so mine was doing the same thing. So it wasn't pressing. So because it wasn't pressing, it wasn't pushing. I didn't push. And that's where I made my mistake because I wasn't um, staying on top of it. And I think it's very germane. It's very essential that when your body is speaking to you, you answer it. I mean, no matter what it is, sometimes we look at things that occur in our body and we uh, write it off as trivial or minute. you know, infinitesimal, small, it doesn't matter. Oh, that'll pass. And then we'll keep going until it happens again. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this story, just a little sidebar. I was having an issue in my lower stomach. This was a couple of weeks ago, lower stomach and um, in my groin area. And so I thought it was related to my kidney simply because, you know, I'm at stage five in stage uh, kidney disease. And so I I'm, you know, deductive reasoning would say, okay, well, you have this going on and this is happening and you at this stage and this is what's going on. So that means 
this is going to happen. And so I just self-diagnosed myself and that was it. And I was having this pain and I'm like, wow, this pain, I, I can't put my finger on it, but I guess it's the kidney and I just left it alone. Come to find out that the pain that I was having was a hernia. <laughs> you know, so it's amazing how, you know, we write things off, you know, although they're small in a hernia, what happens is it's more often than not, it's a, a pinched nerve or it's a muscle, not a pinched nerve, but it's like a pinched muscle. And um, sometimes they actually grow. You know, sometimes they could give you, the doctors can give you um, um, a uh, pill and it can dissolve it. But then sometimes it, it uh, takes um, a minor surgery. And um, so the, the great thing about it is it's not painful. So anyway, back to the story at hand. <laughs> so. Um, after my doctor ordered the blood work and she got it back and come to find out I had protein in my blood, um, that means it, it's spilling over, not in my blood, I'm sorry, in my urine, it's spilling over. And so um, I had to slow down on the meat that I was eating and at the same time, I have diabetes. I'm type 2 diabetes. So I'm a diabetic of tw now 20-something years. Well, yeah, 20-something years. And so all at the same time, this is running the same time concurrently, right? I started going to a endocrinologist uh, that's a diabetic doctor and um, he subscribed or he prescribed this medication. Uh, it was a combination of medication and it was pretty strong. But because I didn't know anything about medicine, I didn't know anything about the health care system, the, the, the health professionals. I didn't I hadn't done research. I didn't do I didn't know anything. Whatever the doctors said, that's what I believed. And that's what I did. If they told me to do something, that's what I did. I didn't second guess it. I didn't. I didn't research it. I didn't do any of that. That was about 11, 12 years ago, you know, even longer than that, because it was actually before um, I was going to this endocrinologist before I had the blood work for the insurance. And um, so I uh, let me see what happens. So I'm going to this doctor out of Tarzana, California, and he's a very well-known endocrinologist. But the thing is, I felt just it wasn't, uh, I don't 
don't know, what is it? Is it called intuition? Not really intuition. It's, it's something else, like a sixth sixth sense or something. I'm not for sure. I felt that he really didn't care about my well-being, but he cared about making me well for his numbers. So really what happened to me, I was more or less an experiment in his book. That's what I felt. That's the way he made me feel. You know, I mean, he wanted me to uh, get my numbers um, together in control, but at the expense of whatever, you know, it didn't matter. And that's not the job of a doctor. The The, the job of a doctor is to um, get you whole, whole. <laughs> you follow what I'm saying? Not get you whole in pieces. You know, in other words, well, okay, I'm going to fix this, but it's going to mess up this over there and you're just going to be messed up and that's it. No, I mean, the doctors should weigh out um, the good and the bad, the pros and the cons, you know, uh, before just making certain detrimental decisions. And so the doctor, he did ask me, he said, now I have these two medications. Um, and if you go on my website, www.talkwithsparks.com, look up under Sucker Punched by uh, ESCD. And I uh, reveal the name of the medications there. So he said to me, um, we're going to um, try these medications simply because my blood sugar was out of control. It really was. I was getting readings like 200, 300 easily, you know, whether I ate or not, you know. And um, at that time, I didn't even know how to control my blood sugar. That's why I was there with him, you know, because I was trying to get that under control. And the reason that I went to him was because my wife had a coworker that once had out of control uh, blood sugars. And so he went to this uh, doctor and the doctor got him together. And then he started having blood sugars in the range, uh, area range of 90, say 92 and 107, 109, you know. Now, this is post meal, you know. Now, that's a beautiful thing. You could eat and your blood sugars are like 90 and 100, you know, that is beautiful. So I figured, well, I would love to get my blood sugars under control like that. So I went to him out there in California in Tarzana. And so he said he had um, two, you know, this was after 
probably a month or so. And um, he had this one new medication. It was a combination medication. He had that or he had um, a shot, a needle, you know. So, of course, I took the combination medication and um, I had to stay on it longer than a month for it to actually start working. Matter of fact, it was six weeks before it actually started working. And I went and had blood work after the six week. And lo and behold, it was working. And I was a happy camper simply because my blood sugars were in the target range. And so now I'm like, yes, no amputations. Yes, no blindness. Yes, no, you know, because those are all byproducts or by conditions of diabetes. You know, um, the eyesight, losing your eyesight or getting uh, a toe cut off or, you know, having sores or, you know, whatnots on your foot. You know, I'm like, oh, my, I got to go through that. So my blood sugars, they're they're doing pretty good, you know, and I'm happy. And it stays like that for a while. And then my wife loses her job. When she lost her job, that insurance that I had, they dropped us. So I could no longer go to that doctor. And so now I had to go to another doctor. And so it was a while before I actually went to another endocrinologist. Now, I still was going to my primary care doctor physician. That was uh, Dr. Daniel. But remember, she was doing some other stuff. And she ended up going to federal prison. I remember the last time that I saw her, I went in to see her. And so she told me just like this, just as cold. And she said, you know, I'm um, getting ready to close my practice. So you're going to have to get you another doctor. Now, I had been with her for years and she said it just that cold. And I'm like, what? I'm like, and I'm like, where else am I going to go? What else am I going to do? Who, who, what? I mean, I was speechless. So um, after this time, I didn't have a doctor at all. I wasn't going to a doctor. Why? Because, you know, I figured, you know, I'll get a doctor when I get a doctor. When I get sick, I'll go get a doctor. Now, I didn't know that I was already sick. You know, because I wasn't feeling sick. And again, that's one of our mistakes. We don't go to the doctors or we, we don't go check things out because we don't feel sick. 
a lot of times we got to look deeper than uh, what we feel. Because a lot of times it's in the blood. What's going on with us with us is on the inside. And so we can't tell by, you know, um, my stomach don't hurt. I don't have a fever. I feel good. Uh, my attitude is nice today. Sometimes we can't actually use those things as barometers uh, to uh, know whether or not we are indeed in trouble or not. So I finally went to another doctor. Now, here's the thing about this other doctor. When I got there, I'm like, oh, my, because I, I just used the phone book. I, I didn't go by word of mouth or, you know, a suggestion or I just used the phone book. And I'm like, this look like a good name. And uh, that's my timer letting me know that, hey, uh, the time is up. <laughs> but we're, we're going to go another a few minutes because I, I definitely want to get all the information in this particular episode. Sucker punched by ESCD. So I went through the phone book based on the name. That That's me being transparent. I, I just looked at the name and I said, I like this name. And I called and made an appointment, went in. And so when I did go in, I'm like, oh, maybe I made a mistake because this doctor is so old and she looked like she's overworked and everything else. How will she be able to help me if I have an issue? And so... I remember after being with her for about three or four months, maybe longer than that, maybe about six months. I went in and she had a assistant there working with her because she was so overwhelmed. And um, this assistant uh, had me do, again, routine blood work. So I did that. So when I came back, she told me that she really would suggest that I go see a nephrologist. You know, that's one who deals with kidneys. So, OK, I'll, I'll go see a nephrologist. Um, sure. Because she told me the same thing. Well, you know, you 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 have too much protein in your urine and your creatinine and your bun and and this and that, these numbers and these names and these numbers and numbers and names and names and numbers. Names and numbers. And I didn't know any of them. Like, what, what does... 
this stuff mean? Your your EFR and your this and your that and your I'm like, what does this mean? And so I took I just told her, yes, I'll go. And so she gave me an appointment, got me an authorization. I didn't go. As a matter of fact, I had to go out of town uh, because I had to um, do a concert out in Oklahoma is where it was. So I went out to Oklahoma and everything else came back. And about two months, even after then, uh, I had to go back to see the doctor. And so she asked, well, have you gone to the nephrologist? And I said, oh, all, you know, like nonchalantly, nonchalantly. I said, no, uh, I'm going to get to it. And so she said, no, listen, you really need to go see this doctor. Um, It may not be anything, but it may be something. And that's just the way she told me. And that that was an issue because even in the past, when the doctors or when someone would tell me uh, my issues and they were serious, but at the same time, they wouldn't really deliver to me how serious they were. So because I wasn't getting that from them, I figured, well, it's not that deep. It's not that serious. So I think I'll be okay. You know, I'm looking at it like I have a splinter in my finger or something. Oh, it'll fall out. So I didn't worry about it. But this time it was something about that doctor. Her first name was Janet. Dr. Janet, I forgot her last name. But it was something about that doctor that I believed she was really serious and she was really looking out for my well-being. And she wanted me to go see this nephrologist. So I said, okay. And I made appointment. And this time I went. Talking about sucker punched. When I went to the doctor's office, I went and um, I had to have blood work done. Every, and every time you go to a doctor's office, you, you're going to have have to have blood work done. So, you know, that's something to expect. So I went and did that. And so then here's the appointment after the blood work is done. So he tells me, you are in in-stage kidney disease, in-stage renal failure. That's what it was, in-stage renal failure. And I said, huh? He said, you are in in-stage renal failure, meaning your kidneys are failing. And you're going to have to be on dialysis. I'm like, oh, my. 
Because in my mind, dialysis was for old people, relatives that were in their 70s or 80s. And that were were finished with life, so to speak. That that that's what I thought. That's the picture that I had in my head. And so I said, really? And let me back up just a little bit, even before I even got to the doctor's office, when I went and had my blood work done from the first time being sent to the nephrologist's office, they called me on my phone. And this is exactly what they said. They said, the nurse said, we've been trying to get in contact with you. The doctor needs you to go to the emergency room right away. And I'm like, go to the emergency room? Who's there? What what am I going to the emergency room for? And she said, no, 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 no. It's for you. You need to go to the emergency room. Tell the um, surgeon or the doctors there in the ER that your potassium levels are greater than 7. Point, I think it was 7.6 or 7.7, something like that. Now, just by me t- saying that alone right now, for some of you who know, I know you're probably thinking, oh, my, that's stroke, that's heart attack. Yes, that's past stroke, past heart attack. What what the potassium does is it excites the muscle. And of course, it it likes to excite the biggest muscle first. I'm I'm just I'm kind of exaggerating it in a sense. But what's the biggest muscle in your body? Your heart. And so that potassium, my potassium levels were so great, it could have given me a heart attack real easy. I didn't know that at the time, you know, and what happened? Well, the kidneys wasn't doing the job. Usually your kidney is the, uh, the instrument that pulls the potassium out of your body, you know, that after it goes through the blood, after it, it uses what it needs, it gets rid of the waste. But if it remains in your body, it, th- those are toxins, it becomes uh, detrimental. So I went to the hospital. I told them what the doctor said. They admitted me right away and they gave me what's called a uh, calcium cocktail. I'll never forget it. Calcium cocktail. Now, you can look some of this stuff up on Google. And. Painful, yes, I'd say painful because, you know, this stuff they have, it, it has to go in you slowly. And it goes through your veins. 
then I had to drink what was uh, what felt like mud. <laughs> it matter of fact, it tastes like mud, too, because they had to get all of that poison out of my body. They had to get my potassium levels down and had not they gone down. Well, I would have been on emergency dialysis right away. But bless God, thank God, uh, my potassium levels, uh, they were restored. They went down through the process of that calcium cocktail and other things that uh, I had to do while um, in the hospital. Okay, so fast forward after that, um, going to the doctor's, the nephrologist's office, uh, he told me about my kidneys and he said that you're at stage four. And a matter of fact, there's only five stages. And your your kidneys are on their way to five, on their way to, you know, you're on your way to dialysis. And I couldn't believe it. I asked him, of course, you know, how long do I have before I'm on dialysis and what could I do to curtail or what could I do to circumvent, you know, going on dialysis? And, you know, he was saying one of the things is to keep your blood pressure low. But it's a catch-22 because just by having kidney problems, your blood pressure is going to be high. So, you know, we have that dichotomy, if you will, you know, that, you know, bad and worse thing going on at the same time. And come to find out that um, two or maybe three medications that I was on was also contributing factors of my kidneys being rushed to uh, depletion. It was those medications. And again, you go to my website, talkwithsparks.com, look under Sucker Punched by ESCD, and um, I'll uh, that's where you'll see those medications that I was on now, not saying that um, you uh, the medications will do the same thing it did to me, to you. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just letting you know uh, the facts, what happened to me. This is what happened to me. OK, and these medications were contributing factors. That's why I said what I said about the one doctor in Tarzana, uh, he I believe he wanted to, of course, uh, get a point for, you know, clearing me in terms of my diabetic condition and at the same time uh, running the risk of uh, killing my kidneys, it, it really didn't matter because, I mean, he's a doctor. He knows what side effect uh, these medications will do. 
And this particular medication, I think if you did a cursory, uh, if you did cursory research, you will discover right away that it's going to do harm to the kidneys if your kidneys aren't 100 percent. And listen, no one have 100 percent kidneys, no one. Or I shouldn't say no one, not that many people. And I would encourage you, those of you who are listening, and then those of you uh, who may have family members and or friends uh, that may be uh, susceptible to getting, uh, attracting themselves to this disease, this kidney disease, I think you should get yourself screened. I think you should get yourself checked out so that you can see where your kidney function is so that you can prolong um, the life of your kidneys. Even right now, I'm uh, hoping that I get a transplant because that's what will ultimately keep me alive. I I wasn't able to go into in this episode, uh, wasn't able to go into the uh, the particular um, method of dialysis that I've selected. Um, It's PD, by the way, peritoneal dialysis. And I think um, I'll have another podcast episode probably sucker punch two you know <laughs> sucker punch ko i don't know we'll, we'll get a name and it will be um the follow-up not really the follow-up but the uh, second part to my journey or what uh kind of directed me to uh, really learn more about end-stage renal failure. And I'll say this. I'll give you a spoiler alert, I guess, without going into part two. Right now, I'm doing okay. I've had a catheter uh, placed within my abdomen and the catheter is for peritoneal dialysis. And I'll explain what that is and how it's different from hemodialysis and the differences in, you know, the dialysis and what I have to go through every day or every night. And um, I'll go through a couple of other things. And again, I'm just sharing these things, not just to share them, but I'm sharing these things that someone, it will help someone. That's what I want to do. That's what I really want to do. I want to help someone, even if it's an encouragement to someone. And I want to give a couple of shout outs because I tell you, I have been encouraged uh, by Layla. 
uh, Layla Sampson. She is, I, I ran across her video, her YouTube video, and um, it was so inspiring. I reached out to her. I spoke with her. Well, we text back and forth and I felt like somebody. <laughs> but I'm going to uh, tell you a little bit more about her in part two of Sucker Punched by ESCD. And then there's another uh, individual that I am so inspired by and they have really inspired me to uh, even put uh, my podcast uh, website together. And, and when I say considering all things, that's what my podcast radio show is about, considering all things, not just health of where I am today, but all things, all things considered, considering all things. Well, that's it for this episode. And I do hope you tune in to um, part two of Sucker Punched by ESCD. And again, I hope that this is helping you or it has inspired you in some way, shape or form. We appreciate you spending time with us here on our podcast show. If you want more podcast episodes, just head over to talkwithsparks.com. Take care and bye for now.